Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Brian, with my co-host, Ben Brandell. And today we're going to be talking about something that um, God has really done in our lives and something that we have seen present in the outdoor world, the outdoor industry um, for a long time now. It's something that, that we want to address and hopefully that by the end of this, people listening um, can make some changes and tweaks and, and and we'll all be better for it in the end. But it is Thursday, so before we get started, let's give thanks. Brian, I'm so thankful for my wife and, and two children. You know, while thinking about what I'm thankful for, there's so many things that, that I could talk about, and I'd be repeating myself all the time. And, and I'm probably going to, but family is always going to be repeated because at the end of the day, everything else, if I lose it all, if it all fades away, if it's all stolen, taken, whatever, you know, I have family. And I'm just so thankful for that. I like, yeah, over the top thankful, grateful. Yeah, I I would definitely second that testament. I am so thankful for my family as well. You know, this morning, uh, you and I, we actually got up early and, and went fishing mm-hmm. and left the house before my, my family was even awake. And the first thing I thought of when I get home was, man, I miss my family. I, didn't, I haven't even got to see them yet today. Right. But what I'm truly thankful for is that we live in a life in a world where we can go do things that we enjoy, like fishing, enjoy the outdoors, we get to come home to our family. We get to do things that are fun, recreation. We don't have to fish. We have food, we have groceries, and we get to come home to these people that love us and adore us, and we love and adore them. So very, very thankful. Yeah, absolutely. So the topic we're talking about today is actually slander. And we're going to really talk about how that relates. One, how God has impacted us and changed us recently in that area, but how that relates to the outdoor industry, because it is it is my belief that it's running rampant in that, and that that's kind of our world, but it's really running rampant everywhere. And it's something that is so easy to look past and look over, not only other people doing it, but ourselves doing it as well. Um, and it is so damaging and I really think that we would all be better off if we had an awareness of what slander was and, and how we do it. And I want to start with a story about how this recently even came up in our lives because I'm going to admit to you right now that I have been a slanderous person and I am a slanderous person, but I have more of an awareness about it now. But I've been an incredibly critical and slanderous person of others for decades and it has damaged relationships and that's why this topic is so important because our life is built off of relationships relationships are are such a key thing from our work to our family to our churches relationships are everything and slander ruins them and it ruins them like eating an elephant one tiny little bite at a time almost unconsciously we don't even really realize what's happening that's why we really really want to share this because we care about people, and we care about our industry and the outdoors that we love, so we want to connect these two things and hope that we have some kind of influence or that God has some kind of influence through our words um, to, to help some people uh, be better, because I feel like we this is something that we're working on, and, and we're better now. But what was it, a, three months ago, two or three months ago, Ben, you were working a side job. Mm-hmm. 
And this side job required that you worked overnight while a business was closed. And as you were driving home, I think it was, what, three, three in the morning, three or four in the morning, something like that, you turned on Bot Radio, Christian Radio Network, and on there was a sermon. And this pastor was addressing slander, and you told me it felt like somebody kicked you in the chest. Actually, I said punch me in the gut. Punch you in the gut. <laughs> because it did. It was. I'd rather be slapped or hit in the chest than in the gut. Right. Um, it was. It was. It was a three a.m. So, um, a late night job. This project took several hours, and we could only do it while the while that business was closed. And so it was early morning. I was tired, and I had a an hour to about an hour and a half drive back. And I was like, I've got to do something to to stay awake. And so, Bot Radio is a is a local. Um, it's actually a cr- Christian um, mm-hmm. talk radio, basically, and and they air a lot of sermons and. Um, some of you may be listening like, that kept you awake at 3 a.m.? Because, boy, there are some sermons that uh, you might fall asleep to. But um, for some reason, um, I'll call it a prompting. I just turned it on and started seeing what was on, and it was um, yeah, Chip Ingram. And um, he it already started, so I'd missed a little bit of the introduction and um, didn't even know what the title was. It was just, oh, my gosh, what you are speaking right now, Chip, is what I've experienced, I've done it, I've been around it, um, friends and family are doing it around me, co-workers have done this, um, I've done this to family, to yeah. friends, they've done it to me, it was just this, why have I never heard this, why has it never been presented, um, and why am I hearing it now, you know? Right. Um, it's it's crazy the way, the ways and times that God finds us to give us his messages, what he needs in our hearts to hear and it's up to us to to take it and to make the change he can give us the information but we have to be obedient he doesn't make us be obedient we have to we have to make that choice and why this has been so impactful ben is because you you listen you heard it and once we got in the office the next morning the first thing you said to me was i've been kicked in the gut and i was like well what what happened and you told me and and you kind of you you didn't even really summarize it. You just told me what happened, that you listened to the sermon, and then you said, you've got to hear it. You've mm-hmm. got to listen to it. And so I took the 30 minutes, and and I listened, and I cried. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, it hit me. The reason I cried was, one, I was so guilty of what he was sharing about slander. So guilty. And I realized the damage that I had done. And then I had this emotion of, God, I am 34 years old. Why are you just showing me this right now? Right. Yeah. So then we got down this whole road of the sanctification process, this process of becoming more like Jesus. And and, and he has this plan for your life and when he's going to do this, do this for you. And it hit me that the people that I love the most in my life, my wife, my parents, you, I had been doing this to them. And I'd been doing it to other people, to them, damaging the relationships with them. And man, I was so thankful, one, that you shared with me. But it's like God showed, had God not prompted you to turn on the radio. And it, it just, this the whole way it whole played out to fall on your ears and to fall on my ears. And I think one reason you wanted to share it with me was because you realized this is something that we did together. Mm-hmm. We did this together mm-hmm. about other people, and it was just, man, we have to rid ourselves of this, um, and it's really just an awareness of, of when you're doing it. So 
well, let's, I'm going to give a little more backstory. You and I starting this business have really been turning everything over to, to God because, um, because we our don't visions know what have we're changed. Doing. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what we're doing now. We we thought we knew what we were doing, and and things have kept changing. We've had to pivot, which is great. Uh, a lot of a lot of growth, and in that, that's what we were truly asking: is God reveal reveal who we are first? Like, mm-hmm. we want to know who we are before we could even go help anyone else find out who they are. You know, and that's what we've been praying for, and and. Uh, God hit us in the stomach with it, yeah, you know. Like, yeah. if you if you really want to know, here it is, and and that's why he's that's why we that's why we heard it that day, Brian, is because we've been asking for that. We right. we want to we want to know we want to continue to learn about who we are and and uh, what he has for us and and what he expects of us. Right. So I want to read the definition of slander. We've said yeah, it. Perfect. We have some some Bible verses that speak against it. But I want to read the definition of it. Um, if you type slander definition in Google, what you get. And it says the oral communication of false and malicious statements that damage the reputation of others. A false and malicious statement or report about someone. So basically this idea that you are damaging or putting down someone else. And even to get even more specific, to raise yourself up. So if you're trying to damage the view of someone else and raise the view up of yourself, that is slander. And it's so, so dangerous because it ruins the relationships. It ruins the relationships of even the people that you are sharing slander with. So let me give you an example. If I were to go to my wife and I would say something slanderous about you, Ben, not only I may feel like, man, I'm getting this off my chest or inventing, it's not that bad. Ben's not here. I'm not saying it to Ben's face. I'd never say this to Ben's face. But now my wife realizes that the people that I'm close to and I love the most, I'm willing to talk behind their back and talk terrible about. So what thought is that going to put into her head? She's automatically going to think he would do this to me. And so this just breaks every relationship in your life. If you are willing to talk down and talk bad about other people, it doesn't matter who you're talking it to, you are ruining the relationships that mean the most to you. So Chip Ingram, if, if you want to check this out for your own, please do. Um, check Chip Ingram. He has his own app. Um, but it's, I believe the series was called Five Lies That Ruin Relationships. So Google that. You can also look up um, Chip Ingram on James 4 because it's James 4 that he's in and, and really talking about on all yeah. this. So check that out. I want to thank Chip Ingram for... Um, yeah, allowing God to use him. To allowing God to use him out, to share yeah. that and being bold enough to share it because he shares a lot of things that he was awoke to as well. Yep. So, um, but that to the side, I do want to read so everyone's on the same page here what James 4 11 says. Um, this is out of the New King James Version, but it says, Do not speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of his brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you the judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. Mm-hmm. There is one lawgiver, one who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge another? Again, verse 11 says, do not speak evil of one another, brethren. And that's where he starts. And so he's defining what is evil. And you okay. shared what slander is. It even brought the word malice. You know, um, malice is in the Bible, throughout the Bible. Slanders throughout the Bible. 
Yeah, but that's exactly right. And, and the Bible has several examples of like what a slanderer is. It tells you what you are. And, and, and when you read this, it's basically telling me what I am. And, and one that really hit me was Proverbs ten eighteen, And it says, whoever hides hatred has lying lips. And whoever spreads slander is a fool. God is telling me that I'm a fool and I'm hiding hatred by talking bad about someone else to someone else. So I'm hiding my hatred for them, yet I'm displaying it to another person. So God is telling me that I have lying lips and I'm a fool. And that's awful and it stinks, but the beautiful part is, is that he opened our eyes to it and now we're working away from it. What's amazing is even though, and I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable with this here, even though I'm aware of it now, I still catch myself doing it. And I have this thought, man, am I ever going to be able to rid this from my life? Because we get this this sense of self and, and our love for ourselves. So when someone does hurt us or we do get frustrated, we feel like we have this. We have to vent. We have to talk about it. But if you are putting yourself above them and putting them down, there is no good to come from it at all. And I want to. we will end this podcast with the two applicable things that are very easy to do that that you can apply to your life to change these things. But, but man, I just challenge you to take a look at yourself and think about... Well, look at it through this number one lens. Are you doing it to put them down to make yourself at a better right. state, at a higher position? Um, why are you saying those things? Yeah. Now, all of it is slander at the end of the day, but first just start at the high level. Mm-hmm. Am I saying this to put myself above someone else? Is that why I'm saying that? Yep. And as you start thinking through it that way, whew, now start paying attention to are you are you doing it in the moment? Right. Am I being am I slandering right now? And I, there are lots of ways that this happens, kind of first and secondary and even tertiary, but it stinks because our culture and our world almost demands that we do this. It sets us up for failure. And I'm going to give you an example. If you and I are interviewing for the same job, or say we work for a company, an organization, and we want to be up for the next promotion, you and I are vying for the same promotion. Well, I'd get it. Exactly. I'd so, get it over you. Yeah. So we're going to start setting ourselves up. We're going to start making these backhanded comments and right. things to people when others are not around, setting ourselves up to paint our picture that one of us is better than the other one. Right. So that we can get this promotion. Slander is the tool to get your promotion. It's gross. And it's not okay because once you, say you get your promotion, well, now you've slandered your way to it to build yourself up, to make yourself look great, to get this spot. Well, now all those people know that you're a slanderer and you've unconsciously broken all your relationships with them because they know that what I did to you, I would do to them to get ahead of them. And it creates this this system of dysfunction in families and organizations and teams and churches. And Christians are just as bad at it. We even do it through prayer requests. As Christians, something that we love to do is to ask for prayer or to say, hey, you should be praying for this person. But when it looks a certain way, it's actually slander. That's right. A prayer request can be slander. So, Ben, um, I'm going to say that, let's say your kids were teenagers and you found out that your son was doing drugs and 
doing all this bad stuff, right? And you were broken about it, and you came to me as a brother in Christ, and you said, man, my heart is broken. I'm struggling with my son, and would you just pray for me? Well, then I go to somebody else in the church, and I'm like, man, did you hear? Did you hear about Ben? He just really needs our prayers, man. He needs our prayers. His son, he just... He can't control his son. His, his son is doing drugs and, and running away from running away from the church. Well, now I have just made this person's thought of you and your family negative. Mm-hmm. When you only ask me for prayer, we do this. We put this backhanded. We, now I'm gossiping. I'm telling your information and putting a bad light on your family, asking for a prayer request. It's hidden. It's hidden in this prayer request, this godly prayer request to help you. And actually, it would be better off that I don't even ask that person for a prayer request. Just go in silent and pray for you because that's what you've been asked. We have to be so careful the way we go about our Christian way of life because we can get off track very, very quickly, very, very quickly, hiding in sin. What you shared, it's dangerous. What you shared is slander. Doesn't It doesn't even, you sharing it... It's a false story, by the way. Yeah, it's all fake. False yeah. story. Yeah, um, my son is seven, so yes. hopefully, man. Moving on, um, you know what you shared is slander, and hearing that, many people may say, "Well, that's really not a big deal." You know, that's what's crazy is that 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 example was weak. Mm-hmm. It was a really weak example of slander. There are others that is very bold and loud, but it is all slander. Yep. It is all the same. There is no, there's no um, levels of how wrong it is. It is all wrong, and so that's that. That's that gut check that I had that I wanted you to listen to it because it is our responsibility to die to ourselves every day, and and we have to be in check in that mm-hmm. and hold each other accountable as well. Now let's take it a step further, though, or not step further, but let's add in another piece because you know you and I we joke a lot. With each other. Um, when we get around our friends, we tease, we play. Well, let's talk about how this topic even came up, why we're talking about this today. We were out fishing today with another friend, and we were kind of having a a friendly battle. And, and it was over live bait or artificial bait. We were fishing for crappie, doing some winter crappie fishing. And we were all joking all day long. And it was, you know, you and I using artificial and him versus live bait. And we were joking about, oh, you're a live bait user, oh, you're not, and he was even saying, uh, oh, these artificial bait guys are getting down there shaking the shaking the tree underwater, so I can't catch any on my live bait, and that was all okay, that wasn't slander, and can you kind of go into why and the health of that and, and how this all works? Team dynamics are, are really fun to look at, like what makes a healthy team healthy, you know, and, and you have secular teams, ones that aren't praising God or living for God, but are considered healthy by today's standard. And then you have, you know, you have your Christian teams, ones that love God, but then yet, are they are they any healthier? Yeah. You know, so, but one thing that always seems to, to fall into place is that um, a healthy team really jokes, kids, plays, teases. Like, you'll find that in a lot of, of healthy organizations, um, and I'm not talking about crossing lines. We won't go down that road. You understand what I'm saying, that we tease, joke, play, mm-hmm. kid. So, you know, while we were out there, the example you just gave, Brian and I were using fake lures, fake bait. It's not live bait. It's plastic. We're trying to mimic a live bait, and we get hung up on the tree, you know. And so now, because we're hung up, we're trying to to 
rip our lures out of the tree. And so it's shaking the tree. So he's making the point like, look at you guys. I'm using live bait, right? He's poking. He's, he's making fun. But Brian and I aren't taking offense to that because we know he's not doing it to elevate himself over us. It is a part of the rally. It's a part of the camaraderie. It's a part of the of the dynamics of the team. Mm-hmm. But at any moment that Brian or I, that we felt like he was, then we either need to communicate that and fix it or stop completely. Right. Because the Bible makes it clear, like, don't slander. Mm-hmm. But I believe when we look at what slander is, when we're talking about malice, when we're talking about do not speak evil of anyone. We're not doing that. We're teasing, we're playing, we're joking. But you will find, and probably have found, and you probably have, have been a part of at times, people have taken that too far mm-hmm. and are doing that to put themselves up on maybe a higher pedestal platform, you know, that I am better than you right. thought mentality, ego, whatever that is. And and the reason I, that I really thought of this, the outdoor industry, one, we work in it, but... We've been in it, see, I started in the outdoor industry in 2011, and, and you've been in it just as long or long, longer. You see so much of this. You see so much of this slander. So what we were joking about today out on the boat, live bait versus artificial, is a real area that you see slander in the outdoor world. And there are so many examples. I have a huge list here, and that's just the ones I can think of off the top of my head that I've heard or seen. But there are people out there that believe you are a terrible fisherman if you use live bait. That it really makes you a better fisherman if you only use artificial. So if you and I were to really team up and have told our friend, man, you're terrible at fishing. We're using live bait. Like you're not even a real fisherman. If we really started to drive that home and make him believe that, or he knows that we don't really think that, so that's why it was it was safe. But if we were really going after him maliciously, like making him feel like he was bad, that would be in the area of slander. Now mm-hmm. we are slandering because we are raising ourselves up above him and trying to slam him and lower him down. And man, you see it a lot. You see it a lot. And that is just one example of that. So you kind of have to be careful with your joking too, I think is what you're really trying to say. Yes. You have to ensure that you have healthy relationships with the people around you before you take it to a, a teasing, joking, kidding level mm-hmm. because no longer is it fun or games it's hurtful and that's the whole point of this slander is is most people are slandering which is hurting other people and they don't even know that they're doing it it's unconscious it's it's just happening because we've normalized it, it it's the way of the world currently right. i have been asked several times over my career what is my least favorite thing you know you get a lot of times of man you've got a dream job you know whether i was working in hunting or working with awesome animals every day that people can't believe you're working with you've got a dream job what is there anything bad about work what you're doing the outdoor industry and every time my answer my least favorite thing about the outdoor industry I'm not going to name names i'm going to try to be as least slanderous as possible here every time i'm going to use this word there is way too much ego. That can probably be said about a lot of industries. There's way too much ego. And I want to read exactly what ego is because we've all heard that word, but man, that word connects so closely to slander because it is the self, especially as distinct 
from the world or other selves, an exaggerated sense of self-importance and conceit. Sounds familiar, right? Mm -hmm. You can see how that connects directly to slander, this idea that you're raising yourself up. And man, we, Ben, you and I have both been to these big industry shows, whether it be SHOT Show or, or ATA, which going on now in... Uh, ICAST. Yes, and ICAST. These are huge shows with everybody industry there, 60,000, 70,000 people. And you just see some just walking around with this I am better attitude or you go to try to talk to them and they won't even speak to you and it's just like man and then you finally sit down and you get to have a conversation maybe with less people around and all they do is talk about the other people the other people and I'm like man this is running rampant in this but the systems like I mentioned in the job interview set it up to like if you want to make a living, you have to you have to be this way, like to just paint this picture that I am better. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what it would be like if we just stopped the man. You're you're a crossbow user. You're not a real hunter. Only regular bows, only vertical bows, are the uh, bow hunter. You're not a bow hunter if you use a crossbow. If we just stopped those comments and those attitudes, I wonder what it would be like. What the dynamic would it be like would we see these numbers of people falling away from hunting and fishing or would we start to see these numbers go back up if we created this more safe family community feel rather than this having to strive to show that the way you do it is better than everybody else's right it's kind of a it's just it's an uncomfortable area because at the end of the day if you are spending time outdoors if you are hunting fishing camping spending time outdoors that is a win Right. That is a win for everybody. It's a win for the individual's mental health. It's a win for the industry. It's a win for conservation because money's going back into it. Well, I mean, at the, it, it is behavior. It's it's it is behavior. It's it's how people are behaving, which means it's happening in the church. It means it's happening in schools. It means it's happening in our teachers. It's it's happening um, in our colleges, universities. It's happening um, and uh, shopping centers. I mean, we as people, no matter where we're working or where we're going. Slander is happening. It's it's man. It's nationwide. It's worldwide. And so, the gut punch was that I was now I'm awake to it, and now I have to to deal with it. I have this wisdom, this knowledge that I have to to try to die to every day and try to not do, which is really tough. I mean, you Very and I difficult. Very difficult. You and I sometimes will be like, nope, can't even say anything right now. Like, we will start to speak, and then we'll stop ourselves and say, nope, that's slander. Right, because. Are you and I taking it too far? I don't think so because I don't want to disrespect anyone, um, and so I'd rather just play it safe. But you know, you and I joke, tease, kid around, as they call it, and we just want to make sure and not blur those lines. Blur those lines. So you know, because you can find this in any man, any kind of business. Honestly, we are just kind of kind of talk about the outdoor side and and where we've seen it. Like I've experienced it even in the university side, as I'm out learning about how to do things in the outdoors, you know, you've got brand placement coming at you like crazy. And that's, again, that's for any, anything outdoors from hunting, fishing. It's this, this is the brand that you need to have if you're going to go outdoors. So then when a group of people go outdoors, what happens if you don't have that brand? Mm-hmm. Well, who cares? <laughs> and and that, Yeah, really, the answer is who cares? Right. But that becomes so dangerous because... With brands, some cost a lot more than others, right? But that doesn't make them 
it doesn't make them better. It doesn't make, just because you wear one type of camouflage is a huge one. So I'm going to use that as an example. Just because you wear $500 camouflage, it does not make you a better hunter or mean you're going to have more success than the person that went and bought it from Walmart. Just because your camouflage matches, it doesn't matter. Right. It does not matter. So we should stop making putting the message out that it does. We should stop making people feel bad based on the camouflage that they wear. Well, but we're doing it. We're making others feel bad to make ourselves feel good. Right. That's the point of it, which doesn't really make sense if you think through, if you want to wear multi-cam, if you want to go buy the most expensive camouflage, go do it. It, if it you may just mean it. that you have money, but the amount of money you have doesn't equal doesn't equal the skill or experience that you have hunting or doing anything else. So we use the example that you and I went crappie fishing because we did. Your your good friend that you grew up with, all three of us went out. We had just a, a fun, friendly competition mm-hmm. like you talked about. He was going to use live bait and we used fake plastic bait. Right. So plastic bait. And in doing this, here's why I don't use live bait. Because if I go fish a bass tournament, it is illegal to have any kind of live bait in your boat, period. Mm-hmm. If you were to have a dead, dried out one, if I took the kids out, for some reason I won a big, huge tournament, and they wanted to come check my boat, and they found a dried out minnow, I could be at fault for that. Right. So if I can't ever use live bait, then why would I ever want to go practice or even have it in my boat? So that's why I don't use live bait. Now, when it comes to crappie, sure, because I want to catch them, but because of me being Ben, and what I like, I don't, I don't truly want to get my hands wet with these itty bitty little teeny fish and putting them on a hook because by the time I cast it out, a lot of times it's already gone. Yeah. Don't even know if it's on there. Or what it, but my point is, is that there's a reason why I don't want to. It has nothing to do about the other person wanting to or not wanting to. Right. It doesn't make you a better fisherman than him or him a better fisherman than you. No. However, there are people that are better than other people. I may be better at you than something that you're... Not good at, and you're going to be better than than me. Right. So work together and go do it and learn from each other instead of putting each other down. That goes even into the survival, you know. Let's talk about some of the examples yeah. in the outdoor world. So the big high range is military versus civilian. That's where you're going to get this at, is that, right. you know, I'm not going to slander here. So you have, some people might say, I am trained in this, you know, then my question is cool. Share with me what you know then, because it's the level of training that's going to help you in the outdoors, no matter where you get it from. You know, there are people that are trained in our military that honestly do not know how to make a fire. That's okay. They don't know. They still need to be taught, but they have went through some trainings that didn't prepare them for that. Is that good or bad? I don't know, but it's a problem for me because when you put this standard of I am military trained, oh, you are civilian trained. Now you're saying that one could be better than the other when what I'm finding is that there are holes in all of them. Yeah, there's things to be learned from each other. Yeah, they're not complete. And because what happens is, is one side, because they get so, so trained in so much stuff, when they come back into the civilian world, they can't do everything that they once did. And that, that kind of hurts them in, yeah. in, in many, many ways. And, and so on the, on the civilian side, you've got guys learning and training and going through all this stuff. And now they think they're the, now they <laughs> think they're the cat's pajamas and, and military is, is dumb. 
And you've got to be careful with that because really, again, like you're saying, they have skills that they've gained and the civilians have have gained skills right. that, that military may not have because the experiences are different. So if they could come together and maybe learn something from each other and not just have to play this game of we're better than you or you're better than us, then might might actually come out better in the end. Absolutely. You know, so that's that's one example. There are so many. Another, um, and I call this a survival world. It's mainly my life growing up, yeah. and I'm the survival guy. So it's it's also paramedics versus you have other rescuers. Um, you even see this paramedics versus nurses. Um, it's really wild and crazy. And like when I was uh, EMT on the ambulance, the stories you would hear about people <laughs> mm-hmm. when they're not around, you know, it's, it's that. It's that slander that you hear. Um, but it's this, it's this, oh, we are better than those. And here's why. When at the end of the day, they really are both working for the same reason, trying to do the same things for whomever that they're needing to serve. And, but again, it goes back to why, why are we, why, why are they? Why, why, when we talk about leave no trace, something that people, when they go in the outdoors, that's a it's a set of principles that people follow. Yeah. Certification you can get. You can get a certification in it. There are groups of people that would say, Why do I need that? Who cares? Then you have groups of people that, that say, This is the law. Yeah. And I will follow it to the T. And you shouldn't go outdoors and enjoy it if you don't do if this. If you don't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Both sides are okay until one says that the other shouldn't be going out because they're not good enough right. and they're not doing what they need to be doing. That's the issue. That's why I find myself trying to stay in the middle, realizing that there is good from following these, but because it's a law, you can't follow it to the T most of the time, so it's pretty tough to do. And I, I guess I'm, I'm wrong there. It isn't a law. It's a principle. It's something that's um, we. Mm-hmm. It's a guideline that we should try to follow. So. What are some other examples? Where have you seen it? Well, the reason we talk about the outdoor industry and all these examples is it's what we love. It is our passion. And so we don't know. There's examples of this in in every industry. So whatever industry that that you are in, you could think of some of these examples. But I would hope that your goal is the same as our goal for our industry. And that is for for it to be better, for it to be growing, for it to be whole. And... In ours, we actually see people, especially in hunting, like we see these numbers going down, especially in some really specific age ranges and demographics, uh, the same for fishing, and, and we want it to grow. We want more people out enjoying and more people out getting the restorative benefits of the outdoors and camping and hiking and, and the health that it brings and the connection to the creator that it brings. So let's point out some of these areas and and, and let's straighten them out and some... <laughs> Some that come to mind, one um, is camping. Man, there's a lot of ways to camp from sleeping on the ground with nothing. The old cowboy way, just throwing your saddle up on a log and leaning against it, all the way up to six-figure campers. And some people will make the comment, that is not camping, you are not an outdoorsman. Well, you know what? If people are going out away from their home to spend time outdoors recreating, I think it's a win for everybody. It's a win for mental health. It's a win for physical health. It's a win for the economy because they're spending money to put back into conservation. 
It's a win. If you like sleeping in a hammock, then go sleep in a hammock. If you like sleeping in a camper, then go sleep in a camper. Does not make anybody else better than anybody else. That's 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 one example that comes to my mind when camping. Um, ben, this is one we've we've kind of addressed before, and this is this is where you and I have a difference. When we come to archery hunting, you use traditional bows, mm-hmm. and I use modern compound vertical bows. Um, we're both bow hunters. We're both hunters. I'm so sorry that you're you're a compound hunter, right? Man. Yeah. I'm so see, sorry. There, there's an That's... argument. There's an argument in this world of well, there's traditional hunters that will say you're not you're not a bow hunter. You're not an archery hunter if you're using compound. You're not. That's pretty damaging. Why why would you why would you want to push somebody away? Um, you know what we even posted. We highlighted a bow from Black Widow Bows, and in that post, we called it a traditional bow. Somebody compound, somebody wanted to say that that we are not traditional bow hunters, and that is not a traditional bow. It's a modern take on a traditional bow, and we see it. If you go online, you're going to see it. But why? Why take the shot? Why even say that? Why not just say, "Yeah, beautiful bow. Glad you're in the traditional world." You can see, like, why? Why are we trying to damage and, and take down? Um, been in the fish in the fishing world, which you and I love fishing. We're we're into this, and we see it all the time. We see it at tournaments. Um, there's this catch and release life, and there's the non catch and release life, right? Right. Especially yeah. when it comes to bass, there mm-hmm. are people who catch and keep and eat bass. You and I don't. Right. You and I don't. I shouldn't say we don't. We strictly don't. There have times we've been on trips where. We have kept bass and cleaned them and ate them and fried them. But there are people that they go out to get meals of bass and eat them. Right. And I mean, you talk about, there's almost a hatred. I mean, there is a... There are some people that have, you know, fish, uh, catch and release was a movement, mm-hmm. you know, many years ago. It wasn't really talked about. It wasn't something that anybody even thought about. I imagine people still let fish go, but even today of taking the extra step, if a fish was to swallow your hook, cut the line so that it can have a chance of living, mm-hmm. you know? But at the end of the day, you get to decide when there's rules and laws that are that are set in place, we all have to follow them. But within those laws, we don't always have to to do what someone else is doing within the law, you know? If someone wants to drive 55 miles an hour in, in a 60 mile per hour zone, as long as there's no minimum, they can do that. Right. Whereas, but me, I'm going to go 60 because uh-huh. I can, right? So you, it really goes back to that individual person, but I shouldn't put them down. I, I When I go to pass them, I shouldn't be giving them dirty looks, making them feel bad for doing 55. Right. So we're getting in the slammer, the malice, the 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 hurt, the heart, like, man, I'm, I'm mean, you know? In fishing, we even get into the spinning versus casting, the types of equipment that, mm-hmm. that we're using. Um, and please don't get me wrong in saying, well, we can't have groups. There are Facebook groups that meet up to be, they're kayak fishing. Well, if you're going to set these parameters of you have to be in a kayak to fish this tournament, we get it. But the moment that you say you're a you're a, a, a bass boat guy, well, kayak tournaments are stupid, right. you know? 
because of X, Y, Z. I would never do that. I would never do that. That's what we start getting into. And it's like, what's the purpose? Why did you right. even cross the line? Let them go kayak fish. Let them have kayak tournaments. If you don't want to, yeah, the, don't. The sport is growing. They're out enjoying the same thing. You're Why, why, why take the shot? Another example would be fly fishing versus not. There are some people that will only fly fish for species like trout species. Right. Right. And they think you really shouldn't fish for them any other way. It is so much there, though, with it. When you and I are guiding a, a trout fishing a half-day trip, uh-huh. when the men show up, the women show up, and they're ready to go out, we ask them, do you want a fly rod or do you want a spinning rod? Yeah. The ones that we'll are like, We'll let what? them do both in the yeah. same time. If, yeah. they, if they want to try both, we'll let them do both. Right. But you'll have the ones like, what? Spinning? Yeah. No. Give Didn't me a fly rod. That. Yeah. Yeah. And it's this. it's because this this thing has been built up that it's this negative thing to go do and, right. and it's not cool, you know, or it's not the cool thing to do or the right thing to do. But that's the issue that we're, we're talking about. Like if it is morally right. Yeah. If, if you're following ethics and you're following laws. Right. Then go do it. Other people that enjoy it too, uh-huh. take them with you. Go teach them, show them how. Yep. And if you are in some group that is being slandered against and you know it, it is tough to not let that get to you, but don't. If you, if again, if you are following the laws and you're being ethical, and you're doing it and you're enjoying it the way that you're doing it, then you go right on ahead, and heck with what everybody else says about you. And there are so many examples, and I'm, I don't, I don't want to go through them all. You know, private land hunting, public land hunting, rifle versus bow. There, there's, there's a huge list, and it's going to be in every, everything. But what I really want to challenge people with is to check your heart. Mm-hmm. and be aware of the damage that you are doing when you start slandering someone else. If you are putting them down or raising yourself up above them, it is slander. Gossip is a huge way that that happens. Gossip uh, is a form of speaking it, evil. Right. I mean, it is. And, and, the, and one of the best ways, and I haven't, I'll be honest, I have not found the courage within myself to do this yet. And I have been in situations where I thought, man, this is where I need to apply this. If somebody is gossiping, if you are in a group and they're gossiping about someone who isn't in the group, the best thing to do is just say, you know what, based on my biblical understanding, the way we're speaking about this person isn't okay right now. I imagine you'd suck their out of the room, and it would take so much courage and boldness to do that. I'm not there yet. I want to get to that point, and there's a way to go about that correctly. But a couple ways, I want to give a very, a couple very easy ways if you are identifying yourself as somebody who has slander present in your actions as Ben and I have and and do now and these are a couple things that we're using to help ourselves back off of it one to say less to stop talking just to say less Mm -hmm. where I have found that to be a challenge is now there are situations where people know Brian as this this talker and this bubbly person where I'm not speaking because I'm I'm walking this line of man I don't want to have to slander or I don't want to slander I'm like almost going overboard I want to make sure I'm not slandering anyone now everyone thinks I'm mad and grumpy because I'm not talking when really I'm just trying to, I'm really trying to be respectful of of everyone but that is the the easiest most applicable way is to just say less second is to apologize once you do slander someone or once you realize that you have go find that person tell them what you did and tell them what you said and man 
I've done this. You're going to find yourself really aware of slander and not wanting to do it anymore because that going to someone and say, saying, I said something bad about you to lower people's view of you, that is tough and it doesn't feel good. And you know, the first person I did that to, Ben, was my wife. And uh, that was really tough. It was really tough to do, but it really made me not want to ever do it again. Right. So if you can, if you can, it's almost a punishment. If you can give yourself that punishment, but you're also making it right too. Probably mm-hmm. really making it right in God's eyes and in that person's eyes and building some trust. But when you start slandering around people, you are breaking everyone's trust who's hearing it. After hearing all of this, if if you're in question of like, does any of this really even matter? Is this even that big of a deal? I got a couple of things I want to share real quick. Colossians three eight says, "But now you yourselves are to put off all these things, and these things are anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth." It makes it very clear and evident. When I was living for the world, when I was a part of living for this this secular lifestyle, I would have said to the Ben now don't care who cares if i put somebody down that's what leaders do i got to get ahead i got to be i got to be the best leader possible so mm-hmm. i can go down this road and what i what i'm truly realizing is that i wouldn't have been a good leader if if i am of this world thinking i have to put someone else down to get ahead that is that isn't leadership god tells us not to do that it makes it very clear and if you're still in question if it's okay or, or not to do, then you need to take that up with God, not right. me, not you. He's the judge. He's the one telling us not to do it. That's why we shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And it is very difficult. It is hard to to do, especially with all those things, more than just even slander of what comes out of your mouth. And that's why I think it's the most powerful thing you shared was shut your mouth. You're going to hear a lot of songs. Now that we've brought this to you, you're going to hear people use phrases. You're going to he- start hearing this stuff. One thing that you're going to hear that the saying is, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. That saying is because of what we're talking about. That's the whole point. If you can't speak nice to someone, then it's time to hush your mouth. Right. Close it. Don't say anything. The Bible also tells us that you seem and it will appear more wise when you keep your mouth closed. That's powerful. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, lastly for me, has anyone said anything untrue about you? And if you can say yes, how did that make you feel? Yeah. Any any judgmental or, or negative or talk behind your back, like you can think about how that made you feel and flip that. Now that you've put yourself in that spot, how does it how do those people feel when you do the same thing to them? You know, if this was received by you as a gut gut punch like it was by us, know that we understand and we're with you. Challenge you to make the change. Start making the adjustments. It's not going to go away overnight. You have to stick with it. It's going to be a process. For all us outdoors men and women, all us outdoors people, I really, really want to challenge you to think about some of these areas that we've listed and even more that you've seen and you've heard. And you don't have to go start calling people out. That doesn't help. You can make the change. You can be the example. Just start setting the example of these areas. And if slander is going on and gossip is going on, maybe just remove yourself from it. Mm -hmm. Remove yourself from it. Once you get the boldness and the courage to say, man, what we're doing here isn't right, then go ahead and do it. But we hope that you're inspired by what we've been sharing here today. 
Um, I hope you understand that we love you and that we mean by well by these messages and they're not meant to hurt you. We want everyone to grow. We want the outdoor industry to grow. We want people to spend more time out in nature. We hope that you're enjoying the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. We hope that you're having a great week. Thank you so much for listening. If you would do us a couple of huge favors. One would be that whatever platform you're listening on, please hit the automatic download and subscribe button. Please leave us a review. That will really help us to go up the charts. Follow us on all our social media accounts. We have Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. If you'd be so kind to support us financially, we would greatly appreciate it. We have a link in the About portion of all of our social media accounts, and you can go down to the Patreon and become a monthly member and support us financially as well. That is going to be it for this episode of the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. We will be back with another episode on Tuesday, but as always, we hope that between now and that episode, you find time to get outdoors. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.